Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo Podcast. These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 178. I hope you're keeping well out there and you are staying safe and staying home. It's oh, it's lovely weather at the moment, so I, I really hope you are able to, to sit out in your driveways, gardens, open the windows or the doors and let that sun into wherever you're staying right now. It is, yeah, it's lovely weather, but whatever you're doing, don't go out don't be walking around and going to places that you don't need to go to um it's really really pointless and stupid um but yeah enough of the psa um it was really really great this week to sit down and and have a chat with lenny and hear about uh a a project that has it's been well spoken about and well celebrated for a little while now but it's a project that was new to me and um it was really great to hear about um what lenny's been doing but also just the the passion and the care that he has for for the service that he gives and for for the people that he interacts with so it was really great to hear about the dementia friendly barbering that lenny provides but there are links in the show notes and at the end of this but do go away have a look um i've now watched the the bbc documentary so i really recommend you go and check that out and, and see some of the awesome stuff that, that lenny's been involved with it really is great to through the podcast be able to share promote uh, and discuss awesome projects and campaigns like uh this so huge thank you to lenny for coming on and for for sharing uh, and give us an insight into the the dementia friendly barbering and if you are listening and would like to come onto the podcast and talk about some of the stuff that you are doing 
please do go over to the website have a look um there's a information for guests page there where you can find out about being a guest uh over at mikesopenjournal.com so do have a look do get in contact if you're interested in coming on as i say most of our episodes i'd say probably 75 percent plus are now guests coming on to share their stories their experiences um uh, their insights potentially products campaigns uh, a range of different things that they're involved with as well so it's really great to be able to hear about those and share information as well thank you so much for continuing to download listen and hopefully subscribe to the podcast here's this week's episode welcome welcome to the podcast um Lenny, it's really great to sit down because I think we uh, we arranged to do this previously, and then I had a little bit of a an error with some of the setup. So it's good to sit down and, and run through. Um, how's your how's your last couple of days and, and week been at this very strange time? It's a very very strange time, isn't it? I mean, as, I guess it's been it's been very different. Um, usually, I'm so busy with mm. uh, family life and work life and. You know, within a, within a few weeks, you're 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 left with nothing really, because my my business has had to close. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm a barber, so with with I can't go into all the care homes that I usually go into. So, the past few days have been, I guess, just getting used to uh, not setting the alarm. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't been too bad. Um, but then I have the likes of the kids' school work to do. You know, homeschooling, and mm. that's been a challenge. You know, uh, I've got five children. So it's it's pretty pretty hectic, um, yeah. but it's also been it's also been nice to you know do things around the house. Like I've just moved into a new property, so I'm getting all the outside fences painted and and stuff around, really stuff that you wouldn't really have time to do, or maybe it would take you months to do. You know, on a, mm. on a normal month, you know. So it's been it's been a very different few weeks, but I mean it's been it's been nice as well. Has been yeah it's that it's that like you say it's a nice time to to have with the people that you're living with and also just do that little bit of upkeep that I mean yesterday I think we in the evening we went outside and we cleaned off some of the bricks outside I mean we were I'd say we never would have done that before um I'm sure we would at some stage but oh just yeah you've got the time to be a bit more relaxed and even just not having to spend time traveling nice. into work it is nice but um it'll be good good to get back to work i miss all the week yeah yes yeah i mean i'm really fortunate i've been able to to carry on working but that even the structure is just so different um and there are so many people that are in similar situations to yourself where it's just not possible um at the moment so no. it's a huge huge change for for i say everyone but definitely for a, a certain amount of people it is. Um, so obviously we've we've come together to have a little bit of a chat about um, the the barbering and the the work that you've been doing. Uh, I mean, it's really interesting because part of of what you're you're doing, I would say, is while it's now not possible, it's also probably now really obvious how important some of that work is as well. It is. I mean, people think, oh, you're just a barber, you know, but I mean, if, all these people now on Facebook and all, you know, trying to do their own hairs and put it on Facebook. And it's really funny because, you know, they're, they're, they're just making a mess of it, you know, but they're having a laugh. I mean, but, you know, they, they need a barber. Women need a hairdresser. Men need a barber. And it's, it's, it just shows you how important it actually is. You know, so, I mean, I'm missing it too. I can't go to my usual barber and get what I have to do, so I have to do it myself. Mm. So I've had, 
get the shears out and do a number one all over. So I'm I'm looking like I'm going to go into prison, but sure. At least, <laughs> at least I don't have to worry about the jail or the office <laughs> for the next week. I did see, um, I have seen a couple of social media posts that have sort of said, look, um, we need to allow all of the barbers and the salons to open a day before anywhere else once it's right. locked. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so everyone is looking a wee bit respectable because I think they're all going to be looking like cavemen by the yeah, time. Yeah. I, I, it could be interesting. I mean, I feel like you're almost better off just leaving it to grow now uh, rather than risk doing it yourself. But yeah, yeah it, it is interesting. Yeah. Well, it's seeing that impact that it has on people um in terms of kind of how they feel about themselves as well yeah and i mean at the moment then it's not even because they're going anywhere or trying to impress anyone it really is actually about how they feel about themselves themselves it is it's about your you know because you know like even the other day whenever i had to cut my own hair and it wasn't perfect and it wasn't something i would usually get done i would usually get maybe a number one at the sides and a wee bit off the top i wouldn't usually get the number one all over you know so Hmm. but even that I felt even doing that I felt better because mm. it was something done on me I did it myself of course and it made me feel good even though I wasn't going anywhere I wasn't going out for the night I wasn't doing anything you know interesting just sitting in the house but I still felt felt better mm. Mm. you know so it is good yeah I, I guess it's that revelation for some people that actually this is it is as much well if not more for you than it is for anyone else um yeah I do think it's it'll be interesting to see whether there is a slightly different approach maybe to um our appearance and the way we kind of view that in the future as being a little bit more about our own identity and our own confidence and happiness rather than trying to impress somebody else yeah, I think this time, this time, this massive change in the world is definitely going to get every one of us thinking really mm. about what is important in life. Because, you know, money isn't really important in times like this. Mm. Um, and I, I guess appear, appearance, again, isn't that important. But if we're healthy and we're feeling good and we can, you know, make ourselves look and feel better, but we're going to do what we can to, to do that, you know, whether it be mm. cut hair the women will do their own nails or maybe they'll put a wee dye in or whatever that will be but it's just mm. I guess there's a lot of panic um that I can see online and there's still unfortunately there's still a lot of people phoning the barbers and my, my phone hasn't stopped wow which has been shocking there's another phone call this morning are you open you know oh and goodness. these guys yeah these guys are chancing I mean these guys are are thinking that I'm gonna come in to their own home to cut their hair you know I've got emails constant emails constant phone calls over the past few weeks are you doing house calls and obviously I'm not but I'm just so fed up I'm so fed up with the phone calls because they know you know it's not a lie the government has told Mm. me and all the other other businesses to stop doing this we cannot work it's illegal but yeah, yeah people are People are continuing. The barbers, there's still some barbers out there doing house calls, but then the the the, the you know the people are phoning them up, tempting them mm. with money, maybe more mm. money to go out and cut their hair, and it isn't worth it because it's just so dangerous. No, and it's that that I would imagine that one of the reasons why I imagine it is so dangerous is one of the reasons why it's so beneficial for people in the usual times um, is because it gives you that close interaction with people. But it's it very rare, I think, that you al- allow someone that close to you physically. It is. It's so um, 
Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the things. I mean, I, I don't imagine that's why they're phoning you now, but um, there is that overlap of it's that physical connection almost and um, intimacy of of allowing someone to to stand and be present close to you um, and engage in sometimes quite revealing conversations as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even touch, you know, is very important. Um, you know, that even that little tap on the shoulder in mm. relation person you know that I'm I'm your barber it's Lenny you know and and I shake the hand a great a smile I mean that can make someone's day mm. you know um, and maybe that person doesn't have anybody they, they can speak to you know um, and we are that sort of counsellor should we say yeah. for that sort of are and you know it is great it's a it's a privilege really um, to be in that position you know where you're entrusted into someone's um, life I suppose mm. you know they trust you um and but also obviously it's our job to make the client feel relaxed and, and and enjoy that experience as much as they can you know and make them feel good but also make them look good you know that's mm. that's, that's a whole idea of of our job really you know um so it is fair going back to the the first the importance of this and um mm. i think has just been shown that we are important um mm as well as all the other people you know working or not working at the minute you know everyone is important we're all equal really mm. you know um and i think that's what's made this uh uh i guess i guess it's made people think mm-hmm. you know because before all this was all you know celebrity celebrity and you know and uh, how many views can i get and how many likes can i get and that's the way yeah. the it's going you know and uh, I mean, my kids are the same. My kids do TikTok, they do YouTube, and you know, if they get a like, they're really excited. It's just the mm. way it is. Um, but it just when it, when it, when you really think about it, all those things don't matter. Mm. They really don't. You know, it's really what's inside of you as a person, um, and you don't need somebody, to, you know, someone else to like you for you to actually feel better about yourself. You should feel better about yourself already. Mm. You know, so that's what I am learning as well. So it's all about learning, isn't it? It is. And I think it's it's having that time to kind of reflect, like you say, what really matters and how does this affect me or how do I think about this? And I think you you pick up on some really good stuff about the um, not necessarily completely the online side, but the instant gratification that we kind of seek and the, the constant uh working or being active or or whatever you're doing we i think rarely have that time to reflect back on things and at the moment whether people are working or not we all seem to have a lot more time to to reflect on on what is important um and actually what we want to spend our time focusing on and doing um and i think Already I've started to see a shift of um, kind of the, the first week, I think, and it could change again. The first week of kind of children being at home was like, oh, my goodness, there's all this stuff to do. I don't know what I'm doing. And then this week has seemed very much like I'm just really grateful to be at home with my children. And there yeah. seems to be that slight refocus of, yeah, it's, it's not ideal. And yes, we're I'm sometimes t- teaching something. I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> but actually, like when else would you have had the opportunity to to have this kind of relationship and rapport um and won't it be something for particularly the children now to look back on in the future and say they've had that time 
as a close-knit family yeah they have I mean, and that's the same as mine i mean i have my i'm divorced so i have my kids half the week mm. so i'm doing half of the school work thank god because i couldn't do a full week it would do my head in. <laughs> it's it's the first the first day was just so you know i had to log into all these online you know classroom this and all yeah. these different apps and pin things out and i'm telling it took me you know it was very stressful yeah i imagine <laughs> I feel like it it'd take you a day just to work out what you're meant to be doing. Yeah, if you have one kid, okay, but if you have five, <laughs> it's not possible. I mean, you mm. cannot get five kids done in one day. It's just not possible. So the, the the three older ones sort of do their own thing, and mm. I'll check in on them now and again, and I sort of work with the two young ones, you know, through the day. But um, I'm learning, yes, I am definitely learning different wee things, you know, you forgot about in school or Mm. Uh, things you haven't done in years you know which is coming up and that's nice um and the first week was stressful uh but definitely it's got less stressful because i've i've relaxed and i'm not going well if i don't know how to do it i'm not going to get stressed about it mm. you know uh, you know it'll be done or we can just we'll do what we can yeah yeah that's sort of my thing we'll do, you know we will do what we can um because i'm not i'm not a teacher i'm never going to be as good as a teacher yeah, but I'll do what I can, and I guess yeah. that's. I was feeling the pressure. I was putting pressure on myself, but mm. I've taken the pressure off now. But mm. it's really about a routine. It's to get a, like in a, anything at the minute. There isn't much routine because I'm not working. Mm. You know, so I don't have to set the alarm in the morning. I don't have to get up and drive to school. So mm. it's nice to have a little lie in the morning. We're not getting up at like seven. We're getting up maybe at nine. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's nice. But then I can you can get lazy. I mean, you can yeah. get lazy, and I'm trying to do as much walking and um, you know exercises as we are allowed to, mm. um, which is one more. Um, but I'm lucky I live beside the beach, like literally two minutes from the beach, so I can go a nice yeah. walk. Um, I, I tend to go out now in the evenings and just you know listen to the waves and just try and mm. chill out for half an hour. So it's nice. So, but yes, it's definitely it's definitely a, a different time. But we're all experiencing it and we're all going to it together. Yeah, I think it is it is such such a change. Um it's just yeah. Immeasurable to like you say, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, to think some of some of us, most of us are gonna be living like this would just have been Yeah, well, no, completely it's on it's on it's unmanageable and you wouldn't even think about it, you know, you couldn't even it's, it's just so weird isn't it mm. i just can't get my head around it some days like that and it's such a, a quick space of time that we have just gone from <sighs> just normal living to yeah uh, just existing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's so and we've got so many issues with money and you know, i'm not working so you know i'm not getting paid my mm. mortgage isn't getting paid my loans aren't getting paid you know so but i mean there's help you know for everybody there's government help which is great and it's nice that we can do that but um what can you do you just have to yeah. get on with it yeah yeah, yeah. Have to get on but i think it's that um i guess it's that side of being a being aware of some of the the support that is available and accessing what you can i guess and doing as much as possible um and i guess that kind of links back into i mean very very loosely um <laughs> the idea of of some of the projects and stuff that you've either been doing in the past or are still doing um around supporting other people um as well and actually making sure that 
you're supporting them as much as possible when they're trying to do something that's day-to-day like have a haircut but they want to maybe they're not able to access that in the way that they they would have previously exactly yeah because i mean i a lot of my clients will obviously they're in nursing homes mm. you know so i'm a nursing home barber so um and these men you know they're not able to go to a barber shop anymore because maybe they can't walk they can't talk um they're in their bed they they, they never leave bed so every client of mine is very different but i mean my barbering is very unique because it's only for those that cannot get to the barber shop. So um, if someone rings me off the street and is looking for a haircut, you know, I won't, I won't do that because mm. I am only for people who are, you know, who maybe uh, who have dementia, who maybe who are dying of cancer, who we have Parkinson's, who have had a stroke, mental health. It's only people who cannot get to the barber shop that I will go to then. Um, and, with me myself, I've got a, a, a caring background because I had worked in care homes. So it's it's you know I'm offering the care package as well as the barbering package as well as a bit of a bit of crack and a bit of banter because you know life is difficult. You know my clients are all in challenging times. They're older, um, some not old. Some maybe have maybe just ha- had a bad experience, have a, had uh, health issues. You know, so they're not really as fit as what they used to be. So mm. I'm there to go out and sort of look after them and make them feel good and make them look good. And uh, it's all about them, you know. So I put a lot of energy into that. You know, a lot of focus goes into it. It's not just about the haircut. I mean, my barbering is about 10%. Mm. Uh, what I bring to the table is 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 a lot more. It's experience. It's, you know, how do you cut somebody's hair in bed? You know, mm. most barbers wouldn't know how to do that because they wouldn't know the bed has to be put up or down or how to sit them forward or put their legs up or support their neck, support their shoulders. And um, I was lucky enough to get a job in a care home working. Um, in my first year of business, I worked in a care home uh, about 26 hours a week as a care assistant. And I really did that to get practical experience, hands-on experience with, the elderly mm. and with those living with dementia and that was back in 2016-17 um, and I did that for a year and it really helped me because I love working with the elderly. I have always enjoyed older company. I mean my journey um, starts back when I was 17 and I had left school and I didn't really do very well at school um, I didn't get the grades that I, you know, I should have got, and uh, I, I ended up working in a nursing home. And it's funny how things work out, you know. Um, so I worked in there from 17 until 19, but I was working in the kitchens, hmm. and I was a dishwasher. So I was a kitchen assistant, would have washed hmm. the dishes, <laughs> peeled the spuds, and done the carts, and all that usual stuff. But the really interesting thing was I used to have to go and serve food to the residents. So I would have been in the wards, you know, and I would have got to know all the residents by name. And I used to love it because I used to speak to, you know, men that were in their hundreds or ladies in their hundreds or nineties. And they would have told me all the stories about the war and, you know, all what life was like back then. It was so simple, you know, it was, um, they had nothing, you know, they were lucky, happy to get an an orange or an apple for, for Christmas, you know, and, um, they maybe had no electric. They had to use outside toilet. You know, all these things you just can't even imagine, you know, how life or what it was like back then. But they seemed so happy and they've got, they had so many good memories. And 
I did that job for about two years. And uh, within that two years, and the families used to say, Lenny, would you come and sit with daddy for an hour on your day off? So I would have, on my days off, I would have come in and sat with, say, Sam for an hour. You know, so yeah. that was built That was built into me. I was, I was always very uh, a caring child. I always liked looking after people. Mm. Um, I did that for two years. Then I ended up, you know, going out of that and I, I went for the money side of things I wanted more money mm. and I got a job working then in sales and marketing and I stayed in that I mean I got married and I had kids and I had a mortgage and I worked my way up in sales and I was working in yell.com the yellow pages mm. and which I loved I really enjoyed that job and it gave me really good you know it gave me a good life financially um, mm. but it was all about the money you know and I, I didn't I knew that I was called to do something else. I knew, and I always yearned for for something else, but I never, ever knew what I wanted to be. I just didn't know. And I thought, I'm going through, and I, I, I you know, I was going through life and I was stuck because I had a mortgage, I had a, the bills, and I can't go back and just train to be something. And, you know, and how am I going to afford it? You know, and I had all these yeah. questions and I, I, I was just stuck so stuck for years i thought well well I, i'm gonna work in sales now for the next until i retire that's me and i'm gonna be unhappy i'm not i'm not gonna ever know what i want to be and it really wasn't until i ended up getting divorced that was another big life change that i really started thinking about life Half the week I didn't have any children, you know, when I was divorced. Still the same today. So I had some free time, and I sort of started thinking, well, what can I, what can I do with that free time? And I thought, well, I'm not really in the mood to go back and do anything too academic. I wasn't in a good mind. I was just out of a divorce, and I wasn't really, you know, in a good place. But mm. I knew I wanted to do something different, maybe a wee, a wee task. So I thought, well, I could go and do a barbering course, and sure, it'll be good for me cutting my son's hair. You know, I get me out of the house for an hour. Yeah. A couple hours a week, and I'll meet new people. So anyway, I did that. That was in, um, I finished that in June 2016. It was a year diploma. And I just had this idea, and I thought, I wonder, could I be a nursing home barber? So anyway, long story short, I had a friend who worked in, uh, had a friend who worked in a care home, who was an activity therapist. Okay. Can you hear me okay, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she was an activity therapist. And I, I said to her, you know, I want to create something just for the men. Because I know that in care homes, there's so much for the ladies. There's mm-hmm. hair, there's beauty, there's, you know, there's nothing for the men. Not very much. Mm. And I want to do something that's going to be different. I want to create a men's day, a barber day, because these men mm. need something different. And she spoke to the manager in November 2016. We had our first men's day. And I. Brought a little spice aftershave and brute and a few different old sort of things. We had a barber pool. And that really was the first day that we seen a massive difference. That these men were usually spread out all over the care home. They weren't sitting together every day. Mm. They were mainly with loads of women. And previous to me coming, they were getting wheeled into a wee hair salon, getting a quick trim, and they were 
getting taken back out again. But what I wanted to create was a, a proper barbershop theme. Mm, like that experience. The experience, because these mm. men, they love getting together. They love talking about, you know, the time has gone by, maybe the football. They're, they're getting together with other men. And it's something that they are very familiar with. And really, that's where my journey began. And it all just, I was called, I mean, I was actually called to do this because I found, I just knew that this was, I, I know now that this is what I have to do. And it was an amazing feeling because I hadn't never felt like that before. And I just knew that it was going to all work out. And within three months, I was able to leave my job, my sales job. Oh, wow. And I I was getting paid really good money at that. Now I was taking a big drop in wage, but I just knew that I don't care about the money anymore. I know that I'm going to be happy doing this. And I started posting online and a couple of news people seen me and a couple of TV radio stations and stuff like that. And that's really where all this sort of, I've been very blessed to have a lot of, media you know a lot of media mm. worldwide media um you know contact me to do stories because i was the first dementia barber i was lenny the world's lenny my name my business name is lenny the dementia friendly barber and i was the first person in the world to create this there was nobody else doing it going in and setting up a pop-up barber shop in care home so the business just kept getting bigger and bigger and you know and i was uh so busy you know and traveling all the north of ireland and i have about 60 care homes that i go to now up the north and i go every six weeks and it's lovely because i'm getting to see all my mates every every time i go all my wee men but obviously every time i go back maybe someone has died you know so that's a sad part of my job that you know i am these men's last barber mm. you know so but the way that i get around that is i know that i've looked after them for that moment for that half an hour and I you know my heart is I feel at peace you know and as long as I can give them a good time but I mean I've I've been very blessed to travel you know I've worked in New York I've worked I'm just back in Canada I was working in Montreal there in November and these people find me online and they invite me out and yeah and I go out and work and they pay for my 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 accommodation they pay for my flights and I just then work for free I don't charge when I'm there and uh yeah, I mean, I was working in Montreal there. I was working, it was a Jewish company took me out. And I was actually working with Auschwitz survivors. Wow. So yeah. when, when, you're, when you're there, are, yeah. you, are, you, are you then working as the barber or are you yeah. helping to set up something there? No, no, I might. They're just getting you. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, so I, I I work I do it's volunteer it's voluntary I go out and vol I volunteer my services mm. um, for a week and they it's like well for example that place was a a daycare center it was a um, just they would come in for maybe four hours per day and it's Monday till Friday but I had brought with me all my bar you know my barber pictures and yeah. I brought some Irish things and uh, my apron and I brought as much as I could on the plane. Yeah. Um, so that wee room was set up like a barber shop, oh. and it was amazing, you know, because they love the Irish. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, here and all, you know, and this Irish barbers came, and you know, then the news. I was on like the C, I think it was CNN or C something, CBC mm. News. 
national news, the whole of Canada, six o'clock news I was on and uh, on radio stations. It's just, I mean, it's just amazing how whenever you're called to do something that you don't have to try, that the doors are open for you. Mm. They just keep opening without you even having to knock. It's that side, isn't it? Of like you said, once you you have found whatever yeah. your thing is, yeah. that other people realise it as well. They might not have seen it beforehand, but once once you're doing whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, that that uh, yeah, first to say recognition. It's not always seen as recognition, but that acknowledgement of of what you're doing does very often come. And like you say, actually, for people to um to see and celebrate and want to not just talk about what you're doing but to have you come and deliver that service to, yeah. to other people is absolutely amazing and i mean it, um, i mean just to take me from the other i mean to take me from the other side of the world yeah do you know what i mean like it's unbelievable and, and people just say well it's just the barber well it's not just the barber it's it's the whole mm. experience it's um it's just how i do things you know and it comes very naturally Mm. to me you know um but it really is all about the men you know it's mm. all i love looking after them i love making them feel good because these men are some of them forget their name they forget their wives mm. they are confused they're angry they're sad they're you know it's not all laughs you get very sad days you know we mm. have to really help that person you know they maybe don't want to get their hair cut they may be moving their head back and forward they're agitated they don't know who you are who they are you know and it's my job then to get that person relaxed you know how maybe look at them in the eye the, uh, well the touch is very important so i will shake their hand and it's amazing how memory that person will if i put my hand out that person will automatically shake my hand mm-hmm. and that person might be able to eat that day or they forget to eat but it's we things like that or if i maybe shaving them and do you know when you you put your tongue at the bottom of your lip, just if you, you your your lip at the bottom, so the, it's easier to shave. You stick your tongue out through at the bottom of your lip. Um, we would do that ourselves. And whenever I'm shaving my men, these men can they'll do that for me. They'll yeah. maybe stick you know their cheek out a bit, or they put air in their mouth, or you know up their nose through their nose. Sweet things like that, you know things that you're used to doing yourself. They all do that. And it's amazing how the memory is built in, mm. you know, to, to do that, you know. And um, and again, they may not be able to do even walk, but they'll remember, remember they'll, they will remember that whenever I'm doing that, you know. So it's just, the, the, the mind is, is, seriously, it's just, it's amazing. Mm. It is interesting hearing you kind of talk about the, um, like, the actual physical things that you're doing because i think it really comes across that it is that that care side um is really important and is potentially i guess the thing that um isn't able to be replicated somebody else could be great at cutting hair but it's it is that building up the rapport with the knowledge of the, the care side and the care experience that you've got that exactly. really um, adds to it. And I mean, yes, if you're bringing kind of the whole setup and there's almost another side there of recognizing the experience, but yeah. um, that the care side really comes across quite a lot. And I think 
um, that is something that really stands out for me. And as as we were talking about at the beginning, um, oh. kind of recognising that people, whether they are people that are struggling with dementia, whether they're in care homes or not, oh. there are so many people now that are lacking that interaction and that kind of, I guess, knowledge to some extent of how to appropriately care and support the people that they might be around at the moment yeah it is because i mean you could um you, you do have to not everyone could do you know mm. some people would shout, you know if someone was to come in when they had to mention they, they maybe didn't they didn't speak or they didn't say nothing and they were just sitting there i mean somebody wouldn't some people might not be able to to work with that you know whereas even me, you know, it's learnings. You pick up three things. You know, you have to have. You really do have, um, and to, to work in it, to experience it, and to know what to do. You mm. know, and um, again, lonely, loneliness, terrible thing at the moment. There's so many lonely people. Um, there's so many people that maybe haven't been hugged. You know, even that shake of my hand, that touch. If I can see someone is nervous or they're agitated, I'll maybe turn the music down. Um, you know, looking looking in the eye at uh, eye level and just say, "Lenny, I'm your barber. I'm here to cut your hair. It's okay." You know, and even put my both hands on the back of their shoulders and just give a wee a wee tap, just to reassure them that they don't need to feel afraid. Mm. That you know, I'm there to let it, to be there for them. You know. Um, so it is. It's 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 a very worth. It's very. I'm very privileged to do it. You know. Yeah, I think it is. It is really interesting because I think I I had an idea and an overview of of um of what you did, and I don't think that wasn't inaccurate. But I don't think I really understood the kind of the the in depth side of um how how much care um, yeah. there is as as part of that. Care and love, you know, care and mm. love, you know, I genuinely care and love my clients, you know, I want nothing but the best for them. And, you know, it breaks my heart when I when I go back and that person has just changed mm. within six weeks, you know, and, and obviously I'm I'm with some of these guys from the very start from when I started the yeah. barber. And, you know, there have been so many have lost, so many have passed away. You know, um, and I obviously I'm with them and I go to their funerals and I see the, the decline, especially the dementia. And, you know, that's the main thing that I work with. And I just see the change every month. I can see the difference, you know, and that goes from a very active person to not, a, not able to walk, not able to talk, not able to swallow, you know, and then it's it's death after that. So it's, it's a very sad, very, very, very sad situation for the families. But on a brighter note, you know, not just me, but anybody who works in a care home, you know, we've got all these, so there's so many different people who are going into care homes, the staff, the nurses, mm. the outside people like me, the hairdressers, the entertainers. We're there to make those people feel at home, to make them feel good, to brighten up their days. Because, mm. and it's not all bad. I mean, I love company. And I would hate to sit in, in a house if I was old I would not like to live by myself, you know, in the house 24 hours a day if I didn't have a partner or people calling. And I think 
a lot of these homes and most of the homes I go to, they're amazing. And I would love to live if I was if I was an older and able, I would not mind living in a care home. Because mm. the company, some of these people have boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, their partners have died and they've met people in the care home. Um, even if it's just a wee hold of the hand or walk down, you know, the corridor, sure, that's lovely. Yeah. You know, and they're having crack, they're having a bit of fun, a bit of banter. And I'll always say, sure, it's great, you know, and it's, it's, you don't want to be sitting in the house by yourself. You're better sitting here with all these people here enjoying yourself. Mm. You know, so I always try and put a positive. Some people want home. They just want home and they can't yeah. go home. You know, physically they can't go home because they can't look after themselves. And they're maybe depressed and they're sad. And I'll always try and just give them a wee boost of confidence, you know. Sure, you'll be sitting at home doing nothing. You know, watching TV, bored. At least in here, you can sit in your room, or you can, if you want company, you can go out and sit in the, the lounge with all the men and women. Yeah. So I always, I always try and encourage them as much as I can, and give them a wee laugh. I mean, laugh, laughter is the best medicine. We all it's, love a bit of crack. It's the rapport, isn't it? With with yeah. you as someone coming in, but also obviously your encouragement for them to to be around other people as well and actually does kind of remind me of you think of uh when you're when you're younger and you're in school you have those forced kind of group environments and actually once you're once you're a a, a working adult um there are very few opportunities very few opportunities where you kind of force into social interaction to kind of just do something for fun um often you're left to kind of pick that up yourself so um I think it's yeah, it's really good to to hear about some of that as well. And I think you have to encourage. I mean, some of these wee men and women, they maybe don't want to leave their bedrooms, mm. um, or they're tired, um, or they're maybe not feeling good. They may be down, but you have to give them a push. Mm. You know, you have to encourage them. You have to tell them, right, come on, just come out for five minutes, even ten minutes. Come mm. on, you're you're gonna be sitting here by yourself all day. You need to come out and and into something different you know a different atmosphere and when they come out and when they go they actually enjoy it and we'll say at the end well did i tell you that you would enjoy that oh yes you were right yeah so you just have to give them a wee push um Mm. a little bit of encouragement and a help a little bit of a helping hand along the way and i think it it sounds like you're doing a lot more than just a helping hand um but I'm where we we are kind of rolling up to our to our time. Um, if if people wanted to find out a little bit more about um, some of the projects you've been involved with in the past, yeah. I know you mentioned you've um, kind of had reports and been in um, various press pieces. So if they wanted mm-hmm. to find out a bit more about what you're doing um, and the services and things like that, how how can they do that? And where's the best places for them to go? Well. <laughs> There's a great um, BBC programme that's out at the minute that you can watch on BBC iPlayer. And um, I'd recommend that. It's half an hour and it gives you an in. It's, it's a really good watch. It's half an hour about my life at home and my life and work. And if you just Google um, BBC True North Dementia Barber, that's T R U E North, that's the programme, True North Dementia Barber, you can go and watch that. And then online, um, I obviously I'm, a, I'm on Twitter. Dementia Barber on Instagram, the same Dementia Barber on, on Facebook. It's Lenny the Dementia Friendly Barber. But if you Google Dementia Barber on Google, um, you'll see all the articles. That's, and <laughs> That's me. So there's plenty of ways to find me. 
Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for for coming on and sharing your insights and, and letting us hear about uh, an awesome, well, not even a project, like so many different things that you're doing. I know it's great. It's uh, I miss it. I really miss it. And uh, I, I can't wait to get back, you know, because mm. it's uh, it's killing me. Um, not able to go and look after these wee men, but um, hopefully it'll not be long before I'm back at it. Yeah, hopefully it's not long and, and there'll be eagerly awaiting their their next um, yes, haircut fine. and they won't have been cutting each other's hair yes. <laughs> i think some of the staff have been helping out you know which is good and i've been getting lots of messages from them and i'm giving them messages to tell them i love them and i'll see them soon and stuff like that you know which is nice but um <laughs> yes it'll be it'll be great to get back at it you know i really miss them oh cool well yes i, I hope you you're you're back to work and, and providing that really important service and, and care to those yeah. people that you're interacting with but thank you so much for coming on and for sharing it's my pleasure all right thank you all right these are real people they do have struggles and it starts to get on my nerves i just shut down so many people suffer from mental illness to get the word out that men have got to start talking so i told everything and her face dropped a lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can't appreciate yeah it's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything you're not depressed it's it's all in your head that's probably the statement i've had people say the most i mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard it's exhausting and i think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are not only did this help me to write it Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well so it sort of started from there so many people think they're alone and then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 